Alive, it's alive, it's alive. Hey there, you podcast maniacs, it's Byron Brown from BBTAS. Are you out there looking for something that's a little different? Say a little bit of strange. Tired of all those shows out there that are sad, lame, and mundane. Then I got something for you. Tune in 9 Eastern every Friday night at AverageJoeShow.com. Join in with host Corey Charette and Ward Miller, along with a mystery guest. If you don't mind jumping in and swimming in a hot mess of attitudes and opinions, then Average Joe Show. It's for you, or you, or you, or you, or you. Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Average Joe Show, episode number 71. Of course, you can catch us on the website, AverageJoeShow.com. Our email is talk at AverageJoeShow.com and Twitter, AverageJoeShow, all one word. And, of course, our voicemail, area code 813-915-6390. And every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, we're here live at AverageJoeShow.com slash live. I'm Corey Shred, as always, and joining me is my friend, partner in crime, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, what's going on? Not much, Corey. How you doing? Ah, same old, same old. Uh, snow-free week here. Yes. Thank, thank God. Uh, for the last couple of days, I've actually seen this big glowing thing in the sky, and I'm not really sure what it is. I, I just I, The name is on the tip of my tongue. I just can't remember what that thing is called. Oh, the sun. Sun, that's it. Yeah. Ah. We, we finally had sun. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, enough about the weather here. I don't want to talk about climate control and Al Gore anymore because I know Ward will get on a soapbox again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, you will. <laughs> well, no. Did, did you see that he, that he came out and said uh, he made a st- he finally made a statement about it? I did he said, see that. Yeah, mistakes were made. No shit. It, it's not really a mistake as much as it was lies were created, um, but whatever. <laughs> Soapbox. That wasn't a soapbox. That wasn't a soapbox. That was just an observation. That was a soapbox. Everybody needs a drink on that one, I think. And that other voice you hear over there is Ben Straw from Ben's Tech Show. Hey, Ben, what's going on in your time zone? Oh, pretty good. Uh, To tell you the truth, I haven't seen snow either. It's melting finally. Yes. Damn you, Al Gore, for thinking that it's global warming my butt. Global warming your butt? Yeah. And we have a show title. I think we do. I haven't even started the show. But it's like, I would have to write that one down. And joining us from tomorrow over in the UK from, I like to say that, from Chris and Phil present, Mr. Joining Chris us Collier. from the future. Joining, woo, hey, Chris Collier. Chris, how's it going over there? It doesn't feel like the future. <laughs> well, it's like 2, yeah. two it's like two a.m. over there. It better feel like the future. <laughs> well, I'm awake which is something. Um, I just want to thank you and uh, Ward for all the nice things you said about our podcast in the last show. That was really nice of you. Thanks very much. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, uh, he's talking about their podcast, Chris and Phil Present, at chrisandphilpresent.com. 
They're up for a European Podcast Award. We have the link at AverageJoeShow.com. Go over there and vote. It's quick. It's painless. It's easy. It literally takes like five seconds. Yeah, and, and and the thing was, we weren't giving you guys a plug. We were just telling the truth. Uh, I, I think your show's really, really cool, and I, I don't have – Lord knows I don't have a problem saying th- – if I didn't think it was good, I wouldn't have a problem saying I didn't think it was good. So, yeah, uh, everybody needs to go there, click the link, give, show them guys some love, and maybe they'll win something and share it with us. <laughs> or they won't talk to us ever again because they're celebrities. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> We'll be like, back in the day, you know, he used to talk to us. Well, you know, it's funny, though, is, you know, we always do voicemails, emails, and stuff like that, which you guys can always leave at the website or on the voicemail number. Uh, the best voicemail I got this week, actually, the only voicemail, was from Ben. And I'm like, why am I going to play this when Ben's going to be on the show? Now, Ben, you remember what you said last week? Oh, oh I had it wrote down, um, but I left it at work, so... Oh, you're going to... If, if you can remember, yeah, it had something to do with uh, uh, Octum. Oh, 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 it was New Reality Show. That's it. Who wants to date an Octum mom? <laughs> Seriously, that was his voicemail. It was hilarious. I was like, what the hell is this shit? Dude, you know what? We really need to get Byer to come up with a promo for that. Yeah, I know. That, that would be awesome. Who you wants to way- date an Octum mom? Yeah, Bayer yeah. does the greatest hey, promos. That, yeah. Speaking of Bayer, uh, episode, he finally woke up again, I guess. He was sleeping there doing some other things. But uh, he started doing Bayer Brown Tech and Stuff again at BayerBrownTechAndStuff.wordpress.com. Uh, episode 7 and 8 are up. In episode 7, the guy praised us. Oh, You, sh- you guys got to go listen to the show. He, he just praised us and described what the average Joe show really is. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Oh, yeah. I, I like his voice. He's got a great speaking voice. Oh, yeah, he does. Well, like, the promo he cut for us was phenomenal. Uh, you know? he's awesome. that, that's why I said I think the buyer doing a promo for, you know, who wants to date Octo Mom would be just awesome. Well, you know, <laughs> also, that's the son of a bitch that started us doing these live shows. Yeah. <laughs> so we could blame him for that, too. Okay, let's get going to the shows, the stories this week. Ben kicked and moaned and didn't want to do the first story, but this is probably the biggest story that was talked about this last week. Yeah, it, it definitely was. And it, it, when I first heard the story, I, I heard it on the Weather Channel, I think it was like two days ago. And usually I don't go through all my news, and I just do it in one big lump sum at the usually the end of the week or close to the middle. And uh, this this popped up on my radar when I heard it on uh, on the Weather Channel, and I thought it was pretty funny. But then when I heard that there was not only one child, but two children in the control tower at JFK, I went, "Is this guy insane?" I mean, I know it's one of the most stressful jobs. Today, top. I think probably one of the most stressful jobs. I wouldn't even want to even do anything remotely like that. But put that kind of pressure on a child? No way. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I, well, number one, I don't think that the that the kid would really understand, you know, that kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, where the parent, you know, or whoever the supervising adult was, he would understand 
all the pressure. He's probably just telling the kid, say this, you know, um, but you know, what was it, you know, bring your kid to, to work day or what the, was the deal? I mean, or do they often have children running around in, in the JFK control tower? Yeah, I, that, I didn't get that story. I mean, it was it was one of those things where at first I thought, okay, yeah, bring your kid to work day. But does do schools even do that nowadays? Yes, they do, actually. I, I didn't even know that they still well, do that. Well, let's say it this way. Schools don't do the bring your kid to work day. It's like, I, I don't know, is it like a, like a holiday or something like that? It's like a, it's something that's recognized across all businesses, and I guess you can take your kid out of school. But I, I don't think it's this time of year they do the bring your kid to work day, is it? Well, I, I, even if they do a sort of, uh, if if they do a sort of bring your kid to work day, you you don't you might bring your kid to work, but you're not going to let them do the job for you, are you? No. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd want my kid landing a damn airplane. Yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> well, and first of all. Okay. And, you know, it's it's JFK too. It's not like it's a little podunk airport somewhere in like you know the Midwest. And yeah, I mean, I mean that's probably quite possibly one of the busiest airports in the United States. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, you think about how many planes are up in the sky at once, and you're having this little kid tell tell these planes where to go and what to do. I would actually like to know when this actually happened. What day? I I haven't found any information about when this actually happened. If it was on the first, because uh, the first, I believe, I know the Chicago land uh, school system was out. So I wonder if uh, it actually happened on the first. Well, they had a uh, they have the audio recording of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can hear. Uh, the, I mean, the pilot basically just laughed at it, and he's like, "Okay, thanks a lot, there, buddy. Good job." <laughs> you know, but, um, it doesn't matter. You need to be licensed or certified to do this shit. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, th- yeah. that's a law. That is a federal law. That's not a you know state to state type of thing. Hmm. I, I don't know. I I mean. I, I really think that uh, this this gentleman who brought his kids to work actually not only ruined his career as a air traffic controlman, but if um, their his kids actually wanted to get into the same type of career as he is, and that pretty much ruined their career because. Well, it also ruined the supervisor's career, too. Oh, yeah, that, too. The supervisor was suspended also. Well, he, first of all, he saw kids. He said, turn them around and take them home. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I'm looking at the chat room right now. Barb is saying that she just looked up that ch- taking your child to work day is April 22nd. Oh, is it? Yeah, so. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it was just a thing where, you know, because JFK in New York, maybe they just got socked in with snow. He had no one to, to babysit his kids, so he just took him to work with him. Bullshit. It, bullshit. I, I, I'm, I'm just – I'm not making excuses and I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's the only thing that I can think of that could p- potentially be the reasoning behind this. That's called sick days then. You call in sick to work. Yeah. But the thing is that uh, the next day he brought in his daughter right after his son. So what the heck was going on? Yeah, see, that's bullshit. I mean, it, well, you got to make it fair. You've got to let her have a go, haven't you? you <laughs> let the other kids have a go. You've got to share it around. You just, you can't, you know, that would be discrimination, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, they, let, let, they let her land helicopters. She wasn't allowed to do yeah. that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, the hell with equal rights, huh? 
<laughs> Sorry, I said Barb. I just to see if I could get Barb fired up. <laughs> I guess it didn't work out. Uh, oh, she's typing furiously as we speak. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, going to be a just, big just wait. There's a 30-second delay, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. And a period. A period. That's basically a period equivalent to fuck you, Ward. Fuck you straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Speaking of getting fucked. Hey, she, she's going to be on next week. You just wait. This is our last episode of the Average Joe Show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of being fucked. Apparently, the Postmaster General wants uh, wants to go to Congress and get approval to cut Saturday delivery as part of the wide-ranging plan to close a multi-billion-dollar budget gap. Basically, it's trying to save money. You think this is going to help the post office? Uh, no. <laughs> I'll let Ward get on the soapbox here. Yeah, it, it, here's here's the soapbox. It's real simple. Um this is yet another another government program that can't make money. It, it, it's poorly managed. They said that the reason that they're doing it is they have to – that them cutting Saturday service will save in the billions of dollars. So I don't understand how one day a week – so that's you know 52 days a year. That In 52 days, they spend $10 billion. How, how the hell is that possible? Well, you figure – figure this is across 50 states plus uh, pl- uh, places overseas where they have military bases. Okay, so uh, using that same theory okay. that they spend uh, – let's see. So take the other five days, multiply that by 10. That's, f- that's $52 billion a week? Yeah. That- it doesn't make sense to me. Well, well- the problem is the post office. It would be a little over a month and a half. Excuse me. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a week. It would be about a month and a half. But in a month and a half, they spend fifty-two billion dollars. I don't see that. And, and and not only that, they're saying that they want to cut Saturday service and increase the price again. Well, you know, they pulled this the last time. They said, "Well, we're going to stop Saturday service unless we can, you know, get a, a rate increase of another nickel or whatever." Well, here's the problem with the post office is they, they woke up 15 years too late. They let the internet basically fuck them over, and they didn't do a thing about it, you know? I mean, what is it, five years ago when they finally came out with the forever stamp? Mm-hmm. Where the fuck was that back in, like, 1998 when everyone was online? Well, the thing is, too, now, now let's, let's talk about this realistically. Who sends letters anymore? Old people. Your, gra- I mean, your uh, grandmother uh, type, basically. Yeah, I mean, they send birthday cards and they send that kind of crap. But just before the show tonight, when you were trying to figure out where Chris was, mm-hmm. what did you do? You sent him an email. Right. Because you have, with email, you have instant gratification. Mm-hmm. With the, the mail service, you might have gratification a week later. And there's no guarantee on that. Exactly. So I, I don't see where they're providing this huge service that, that deserves all this kind of money. And, and Barb said in the chat room, let UPS and DHL take over. Sure. The problem Absolutely. Is they can't, though. Unfortunately, that's like a federal regulation. Believe it or not, the post office has to be the letter carrier. UPS and DHL, if they took over, if you can send letters through UPS and DHL, but by law, their prices cannot be the same or lower than the post office. They're already lower than the post office. How? 
No, they're I, not. Mail, I, mail me I a letter. Like, mail a first class letter through UPS, and you tell me it's cheaper than forty-eight cents, forty-five cents. Well, I know I can mail a package through uh, UPS a hell of a lot cheaper than I can through the post office. No, you can't. No, well, I can too. No, you can't. How can you? You explain to me how you can do that. They they charge less per pound. No, they don't. Nope, they got flat rate boxes. Plus, they Actually, charge that's for fuel. That, that flat rate box. No, no, but also UPS and FedEx charge fuel surcharges too. Mm-hmm. They get you. Seriously, oh. just for shits and giggles, go to you know DHL, um, FedEx, UPS, and the post office's website, and just for shits and grins, calculate package price of one pound from point A to point B. Okay, it's outrageous, that, that, especially. That, that, I was I was planning to send something overseas, and it cost me for the uh, the postal service of the flat rate. I think it was like seven dollars, and with UPS it was like twenty to thirty dollars. It was ridiculous, and this thing this thing didn't weigh I don't know, probably more than uh, a screwdriver. So it was like, what the heck. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So well, here's the problem, though, is, you know, you and I, I worked at the post office, so I look at it from a different perspective. You're looking at it, well, they got people working Monday through Saturday. The post office never closed in the background. There were people working 24-7, mm-hmm. holidays. They were working all the time. So even if you stop this Saturday delivery bullshit, you got still got all the people in the back room still moving the mail around. You're not saving that much money. No. <clears throat> you literally need to shut down the factory and the warehouses and all that shit for two days. The only thing that should be moving is stuff that's in a plane from point A to point B during the weekend. Yeah. That's how you're going to save money. Now, granted, people are going to be pissed because they're at home Saturday and they don't get mail, but tough shit. Well, no, I I don't mind the fact that I'm not getting mail. Okay. I I mind the fact that, number one, they're charging me more to not get mail. Right. I agree. And and they're using a bullshit excuse. Like I said, it's another failed government program that's costing more money than it's worth. But but here's the funny thing. is the post office doesn't give sh- a shit about you or me. They're making most of their money, quote-unquote money, making money. They're making it all from that bulk mail, all that junk shit you get in the mailbox, all your flyers, all those little postcard bullshits. That's where they're making the money. They don't give two fucks if they raise it 10 cents and you, you have to pay 50, 60 cents to mail a letter or a birthday card. That doesn't matter to them. You know, how much how much legitimate mail do you get in the mail and how much crap do you get in the mail? Oh, I get a ton of crap. Exactly. Because most people that want to communicate with me are going to communicate through email. And everybody I know, I tell them, don't don't, you know, if you want to get in touch with me, here's my email address. I'm going to respond to you quicker if you send me an email than if you would send me a letter or if you would call me on the phone or whatever. You want my attention, send me an email. And really, how, how, when was the last time you sat down and actually, quote-unquote, wrote a letter, took a piece of paper that had lines on it and a pen and actually write a letter? 1985? 1990, maybe? I, I did it when I was in the military in okay. basic training. And that was, I mean, because everybody in basic training, you write letters. Right. Because that's all you can do. Because you, you very seldom got a, you know phone calls and you didn't have a computer. So other than that, so that would have been 1985 would have been the last time I wrote a letter. The next story is a user submitted story from our friend Chris Taylor, our, our basically our resident Florida 
uh, participants, so he always has the best stories. I heard this story this last week, and I just had to put it in. Apparently, uh, last Friday night up in, I believe it's Washington State. Uh, yeah, yeah, Washington State. 50-year-old man named Roy Messenger drove his car into a ditch for some apparent reason. Uh, so he got out of the, you know, he, he got out of the car. He called his family and said, hey, everything's fine. When the family finally arrived, they saw him dead. So what happened to him while well, he w- between him phoning the family and them arriving? Well, apparently there was a power line on the ground from the accident. And the man had to go take a piss. So you know what happens <laughs> when you uh, put water with electricity. It's basically the electricity went right up his Johnson and, and it killed him. Shocking. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. No. Seriously. Seriously. Well, you know, here's my question. (laughs) You you get in a a wreck, right? The first thing I do is go, hey, I'm okay. Everything's good. Boy, I got to (laughs) piss. You you don't think you might want to hold it? Yeah. Yeah. You're in a ditch. You're in a ditch. You're below everything. Come around. Even if you're in a ditch, did, did, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, well, maybe, you know. I, you know, you're, lo- you're below the street level. No one could see you. But still, <laughs> if you hit, a, you hit a power line, I'm going to get as far away from the power line if I'm really going to have to take a piss. Barb is calling shenanigans. You, you, guys, you guys should actually click on the link to the side that says burger porn. Oh, that looks good. Oh, God. <laughs> Talk about food. Uh oh, food. <laughs> I think we I think we talked about this site before. I don't know. It's Seattle. Oh side. my god, that's awesome. Oh yeah, bacon gold. Oh god. So if you guys go to averagejoshow.com when you click on the link to that story about the guy peeing in the wire, go to the side there's a thing about burger porn. Oh my Dude, god. Dude, that, that has to have a pound of bacon on it. I know. Looks awesome. <laughs> That's disgusting. Okay, all right. So you know, how could you could you imagine saying, "Okay, what happened to Grandpa?" You know, <laughs> Grandpa was stupid. He peed on the wire. <laughs> it's funny as I heard the story and I thought of that Ren and Stimpy skit. Don't whiz on the electric fence. It's like, come on. Now power lines. I don't know if all of them, but I would assume that the power line would be jumping up and down a little bit, like you see, you know, in, on TV and shit when there's like storms. I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if that's just added effect. I, I mean, how how would a how would it? You know, I mean, seriously, because if the if the power line's laying on the ground, it's going to ground. It's already making its connection. So I don't see where it would you know, jump and thrash around because what it's wanting to do, what electricity wants to do is go to ground. So if it's grounded at that point, it's not going to do anything because it's, it's making a connection. So it's not going to be flopping around like you see on TV. I think that, that that's added for effect. I don't know. Just basically don't piss on electric wires. Yes. That's the moral of the story today, children. Don't piss on the electric wires. Well, you know, our, like I said, our friend Chris is from Florida, and of course we have to have our traditional Florida story of the week. Yes. 
Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, what? Who said what? Uh, I just said I gotta love Florida. <laughs> go ahead, Moore. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this is is a Florida story also. Um, I th- yeah. yeah, Crestview. The this guy uh, Alan Lee Sampson's running for mayor, and apparently he was charged with battery last week following an altercation with uh, six teenage boys. And so he has vowed that he will fire the police chief if he's elected to, ma- to office. And uh, basically, the, that's what it was. The, the chief of police doesn't like him and was looking for a reason to, you know, nail him. And so he, he charged him with battery. And it doesn't really go into the altercation. But if it doesn't matter – if I, and this is my opinion, if I'm 54 years old and there's six teenagers screwing with me and I attack them, you know, they brought it on themselves. So I don't see how that's battery on his part. But anyway, so he's basically said that he's going to. <laughs> could you imagine that? If elected mayor, my first official. Uh, my first official act will be to fire the chief of police. <laughs> that's awesome. Right on. Yeah, that's that, that's typical Florida, though. Yeah, that's a town that's I don't want to live in, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, from what Barb says, it's 16 counts of child battery. Not but quite the, sure that's actually true, but... But it yeah. says that the, it was an alter, following an altercation with six teenage boys. Yeah. I would definitely, I'd definitely vote for this guy. I mean, if I didn't like the uh, police chief, I'd vote for him. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. And they got a picture of the guy. He looks like a douche. (laughs) Look at him. He looks like a fucking tool. You're not supposed to vote for people based on their looks, Corey. You're supposed to vote for them based on their campaign promises. This guy promised to fire the police chief, so. I'm with Ben. He's got my vote. <laughs> I, I, you know what? If I seriously lived in, you're right. If I lived in Crestview, I would vote for him just to see what kind of shit would happen in that town. I know. Yeah, he might. It, to me, it sounds like he's just bad shit crazy, and it would just be a, it would be a hell of a ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to Florida. You gotta love that shit. Yeah, poor Chris is being awfully quiet because he's like, what the hell are you talking about, these crazy Florida people? I'm wondering what he's going to do after he's fired the police chief. <laughs> is that just it? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, all that's he plans it. to do. I, I fired the police chief. Fuck I'm it. Out. Just get, crack the beers out. <laughs> well, well, here's the next question. Like, you know, say the police chief is buddy-buddy with all the police officers on the force. That's really going to fuck up that town. Oh, yeah, it is. Really? Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you don't know. It doesn't really say how big the town is or any of that stuff. Yeah, it's probably a tiny little place. Crestview. I think we have a little research going on over there. In the- I'm sure Barb's hard at work with it. Oh, and she, she, she will... She will 
have something in the chat room very shortly. Oh, I know. It's, it's dead quiet. But, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not a town we all know of. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of Crestview, but I didn't live in Florida. You lived in Florida. Did you ever hear of Crestview? No. It could have been, it could have been on the Atlantic coast. It could have been near Miami. I, I've never heard of it. It sounds like a nursing home. He's not in a nursing home, is he? <laughs> sure. like well, yeah, I mean, look at him. He could, he could be the mayor of the nursing home. Very yeah. good call, Chris. Jeez. Uh, let's see. History. I, not quite sure how many people are in this town. It looks like a rinky-dink town to me. All right. So it's a hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a hole in the wall. According to the... Uh, the Google image or Google map, it's not big at all. <laughs> I mean, there's five people, and one is running for mayor, and the other one is the chief of police. Well, there's got to be at least seven people because he, he got in an altercation with six teenage boys. Yeah, but they didn't, that doesn't mean that they live in the town. That's probably true. They it's probably just walk, north walk, of Highway 10, so. Okay, no clue. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're talking about geography now. I guess talk about crazy places. Another crazy place in the world is Germany, and Chris has got a story about that for us. Yeah. Um, a 26-year-old in Nuremberg came out of a nightclub and decided that they were going to take some amphetamines and they needed somewhere to, you know, line it up. Um, so they thought they'd do it on the top of the car. Unfortunately, they picked an unmarked police car. <laughs> To do it on, which, I mean, I know that it was an unmarked police car, so they couldn't tell. But, but even so, outside a nightclub in the middle of the street. Yeah, that's where I'm going to go do lines of amphetamines. Yeah. Quick chop up on the hood of this car. Well, well, the question was, how fucked up were they before they actually did that? Well, yeah. You know. I mean, really, it's just... People are stupid. No matter where you are in the world, people are just damn stupid. They think you get away with anything. Oh, yeah. The, the police spokesman said that they got horrible luck. I don't think they got horrible luck. I think they're fucking idiots. <laughs> I mean, it's not really luck, is it? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. That's just, that's just stupid. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, jeez. I, I, when I saw that story, I was, I was going to put it in, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think it, you did, did submit it, though. Did I? I, I? I can't remember. I was like, is this person stupid? I mean, doing a line of coke on a any car... Is... Well, you know the car's not clean. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 although, you know, cocaine's not clean anyway, so who gives a shit? But, <laughs> still... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, if they if they're cutting it up on the on the hood of the car, I mean, you know, number one, you're probably going to damage the paint job and all that other stuff too. Yeah, yeah, you know. So so they get them for vandalizing the police car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh jeez, that's just fucking crazy. I mean, really, I don't know. Speaking of crazy, uh, Ben's got a story of uh, something that went on in England. Oh, yeah. Crazy Brit was fined for walking his dog from his car. Everybody has a lazy bone in them, including myself, but I still would not want to walk my dog in your car because you 
bite run the damn dog over. So this uh, this guy got fined uh, for driving his dog while walking his dog while he's in the car. Uh, he let's see. He was fined and barred for driving for six months after taking his pet for a walk in his car. Crazy oh, pets over there. This that's, this should have been a, a uh, this should have been a Florida story. <laughs> really should have. Although it's probably already been a Florida story somewhere down the line. So. Wow, they they're no joke there, man. Six months. You lose your license for six months because you walked your dog from your car. I mean, mm-hmm. I can understand the fine. You know, it, it was sixty-six pounds. It's almost a hundred bucks. But you know, the that doesn't bother me as much as losing your driver's license for six months. That, right. That's pretty. That's pretty hardcore. Although, depending- uh, I mean, the the fines for stuff like uh, if you got pulled over with a a bull tire, you could get. Uh, I don't know what six points, something like that. Which, you, if you get twelve points, you're banned. Uh, you get three points for going through like a speed camera, and the majority of the speed cameras around are like thirty miles an hour. So, so if you, you go over those, an immediate fine. If you go over those points, if you go say you get thirteen points, how long yeah. do you lose your license for? Um, I think you go, you go to court and uh, a magistrate would decide. Okay. And I, I guess they'd look at what you've done. And if there was dangerous driving or something in there, then it would be Walking your dog from the car. <laughs> yeah, walking your dog from the car. Uh, I don't know if that's actually – I think they've had to wing it there. I don't think that one's in, in the book. I think I probably had to invent that. I don't think that they get that too often. Yeah. Although you never know. You know, walking the dog in the car isn't bad as long as he wasn't dragging the dog while it was in the car. You know, kind of like um, National Lampoon's Vacation where you hit the rattling yeah. chain, you know. <laughs> On the hitch. <laughs> yeah. What's that noise? Oh, no, no. You know what? To me, though, it seems like it would be such an inconvenience to, to, to sit in the car, your hand out the window, trying to drive slow as shit to walk your goddamn dog. That seems like that's more work than actually walking your dog. I've seen it done. I've seen people do it. I mean, you, you see, see it in a movie. What's that one movie with Adam Sandler where he does it? Is it Adam Sandler? Oh, shoot. I can't remember. I don't know. I think Adam Sandler did it. Well, somebody did. Some comedy did it. It does sound like something from a movie, though. You're right about that. I just can't see someone in real life actually being stupid enough to, and lazy enough to actually try to do that. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of stupid stuff, the Academy Awards are coming up this weekend. and uh, Jeez. You hear this story? I, just, I saw this story this week online. Uh, first time in history, the, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences banned a nominee from attending. Uh, apparently the guy who uh, direct, directed... Produced. He produced. produced. He the, Hurt, produced. The, Hurt, yeah. the Hurt Locker will not be allowed to the ceremony. So his tickets have been revoked and he can't even go with a guest. And apparently, he uh, he uh, put a, a, a statement somewhere, I'm trying to read it exactly, saying that the Hurt Locker should be nominated for best, or should win for best picture and not the $500 million film. Obviously, talking about Avatar. 
Mm-hmm. And they seem they deem the message was a violation of the Academy's ban against creating a negative impression of a rival nominee. Huh? Well, I mean, the the thing is, if you know, um, say Kevin Smith, you know, Kevin Smith, you know, he's really big on Twitter now, and if and he just had that movie at the. Um, cop out that just came out now if he would come out well i guess that's a bad choice because kevin smith's not going to have anything that's going to be you know academy award worthy but i mean if he were to come on go on to twitter and say you know uh avatar sucks you know you know you shouldn't go see avatar and he's got 170 some odd thousand followers you know maybe i mean that's that's a stupid rule because you're going to always say that the competition stinks. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it doesn't matter if it is avatar and avatar sold a hundred, 500 million, you know, made $500 million or whatever the hell they made. No, they you're, still gonna, you're, you're still going to come out and go, yeah, my movie's better than that. But it's not like they even really said anything negative. They just said, you know, pick us and not them. Yeah, that's garbage. I mean, it's it's bullshit. I mean, I, I don't see it's any different to uh, in like Variety magazine um, before the nominations. There, there are big page adverts that say like for your consideration, which are for for Academy members to kind of just be reminded of some of these films. Mm-hmm. There's no different than sending an email saying, well. Maybe you don't want to vote for that one because at the end of the day, the Academy member still has to sit there and go, I'm going to vote for that one. If they're idiot enough that they can't make their own mind up, they're going to read someone's email and go, oh, I didn't realize that Avatar cost 500 million. I've been living in a fucking mud hut for two years. I'll vote <laughs> well, for the other film. Then, well, Chris, you, then guys, twat, aren't they? You, you guys review movies, right? Yeah. So do, do you – like prior to the Oscars or whatever, do, do you guys sit and say, okay, these are the Oscar nominees and talk about those? Or is it more, you know, whatever is the, the latest movie that you think is good? Do you, do you have like an Oscar store, uh, an Oscar episode or something? We don't. Um, we kind of have a bit of fun and maybe guess what's going to win, you know, who's going to be the best director, who's going to, what's going to win best picture. But it's it's not really fun to do because normally the film that wins is not generally the thing that you want to win. I mean, I, last year I did think Slumdog Millionaire would win, and it did. Um, Phil thought Benjamin Button was going to win, and so I, I was quite pleased that I beat him. So you were right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that there's like... anything wrong with Benjamin Button, but, you know... Um, and Avatar is, I would be very surprised, I shouldn't say this, but I'm, I'd be very surprised if Avatar didn't win. No, I'm well, not no, saying I'm... that he should win, but um, I'd be very surprised if he didn't. So, won some stuff already. Well, that's similar to when Lord of the Rings was up, right? Everybody yeah. expected Lord of the Rings to walk away with everything, and they did, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> I, I see the same thing with Avatar. You know, they, they've, there's just so much hype behind it. it. There's so much buzz about it. 
there's yeah. absolute. I don't see there's any way that Avatar loses. No, I I don't. I mean, over here we had our uh, BAFTA award, which is kind of a well, it's the British Academy Award. Means very little to anywhere outside of Britain, but um, Hurt Locker won there, and Avatar picked up kind of technical awards, which I th- which I think is the way it should go. You know, Avatar is all about this incredible technology. It's you know, CG. as far as I'm concerned, it's a it's a pretty terrible story. It's um, it's I think it's a, it's an amazing film. It's it's the most amazing piece of window dressing I've ever seen. You know, I was in awe of the whole thing, but really, it was a pretty lame story shown to me in the most amazing way. Yeah, yeah it's a paradox. I. I, I totally agree i totally enjoyed the movie it was just an awesome 3d experience mm. yeah but you you more you like chris is saying though you more appreciated the technology of it than you did actually the storyline oh yeah the storyline was i would rate it probably a seven but it was the technology used in the film and and the, the effects and the uh realistic uh, mm-hmm. colors and, and uh, the just the way everything looked it was, it was pretty good well you tend to mm-hmm. see that more out of geeky people like mm-hmm. us you know like yeah. the the Lord of the Rings the 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 last one what was it Revenge of the King that yeah. was awesome because that whole fight scene was CG and you know once you know that and being a computer person you go, wow, that was really cool the way that that worked. Uh, Corey said it's Return of the King. My bad. No problem. Whatever. <laughs> there was a king involved and there was some, some fighting. And anyway, but that entire scene was choreographed by a computer. And what it did was that was the first time that they actually used intelligence, AI, built into the, the program that said, okay, we have a red army and a blue army. And they just let them loose at each other. And they would start fighting. And if they heard a Blue Army guy near them, it would turn and start fighting him. So there was a whole lot of technology built into it. And if you ever watched the, uh, the first iterations of it, I've seen it on a behind-the-scenes thing or something. And when they let the two armies go, they ran at each other. And as soon as they got close, they turned and ran away. <laughs> so then they had a you know, keep futzing with the program until they actually started fighting. And that's what, that's how they filmed it. And that's, that kind of stuff to me is really cool. I don't think that you should win an Academy award on it. I don't think that that should be the, I mean, I could see you winning something for special effects, but the, the, the storyline, I I don't think that the storyline was that good anyway, you know, but that's me personally. Okay, enough about the movie talk now. So, almost yeah. well, I mean, we have an expert on. You uh, got we a, do. If you got a movie expert on, you use you use the talent. Well, I I'll tell you one thing. The Academy Awards are coming up this weekend. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to watch it. I'll check the newspaper the next day or online and see who the big winners were. I won't even do that. What are you talking about? Well, you'll hear about it. I just want to know who wins. I'll, I'll hear about it from podcasts, but I'll probably hear about it probably. Uh, Monday or Tuesday depends on which shows. Best picture is going to be Avatar. 
No, it, it's got too much buzz. Cameron's too big. Transformers 2. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> they suck. Story sucked. But, you know, it's funny is this is like, this is like the first year they actually have like 10 nominees. And they actually had like 10 films that could actually, you know, be nominated this year. I'm waiting to see that one year when there's only like three good films. And they're just like scraping the bottom of the barrel, you know, for like nominees. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. going to happen, you know. What always gets me is the, the the movies that they pick for, you know, for the Oscars are stuff that I wouldn't want to see. Right. You know, the stuff that I think is great, you know, I, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, so I'm, I'm definitely wanting to see Cop Out. Uh, and I think, you know, Cop Out will be very funny because it looks like, you know, Bruce Willis as a, you know, now, I'm rem- a big. Remember, big, Kevin Smith didn't write this one. He just directed it. He just directed it. Just but I mean, when you go in there. Oh, yeah. But I mean, even even so, you, you look at some of the Kevin Smith movies, uh, the the one he did, uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. It, and because of the title, it got kind of shunned. And but well, the, the movie itself was was just funny as hell. Well, Cop Out was supposed to be called A Couple of Dicks. <laughs> no, seriously, if you listen to Smodcast, his, his uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, the original title was A Couple of Dicks. Smod. <laughs> well, yeah, well, of course, they go, well, Kevin Smith and the porno thing, and, you know, we don't want to go through that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, so they went with Cop Out, which kind of is appropriate, in my opinion. All right, let's get going. Talking about something we all like to talk about. Chris has a story for us about boobs. Yeah, there's a woman in Staten Island who uh, went for a breast uh, enlargement and she wanted her breasts to become a full 36 C cup. Um, instead, she wound up with, um, as they put it, double bubble um, and ended up with uh, four breasts. And she's suing for $5 million, which... Uh, yeah, that's a few quid. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I have full breast. Yeah, five million. Yeah, they could give me full breast for that. I, I could live with that. Uh, I have to get I, some new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you won the five million, I, I what, what I never understand is how they come up with these numbers. You know, well, yeah. I, I need you know the the surgery itself probably cost ten grand. All right, so to get it fixed, it would probably cost another ten grand, but I'm sure that the doctor would do that, you know, for free. So, what kind of damages are there? I mean, are you going to keep the the four boobs? It's going to be the psychological nope. damage. That's what you're going to go good, with. It'd be pretty good porno. <laughs> <laughs> Would you actually buy the porno to see this woman with four breasts? Dude, they should make Octomom have four breasts. I know. That would be the best. I know. (laughs) Oh, jeez, Ward. The the biggest biggest thing I see about the story is it's a 47-year-old woman. Why was a 47-year-old woman... Getting a boob job. Getting a boob job. Leave that to the tweens. Not the tweens, you fucking sick bastard. No, the, the tweens that are growing up, because, you know, they're, they're going to grow up and want breast implants even more than what the current women now do 
want anyway. So, well, now, there was a story about that on, on on something I saw where there was like a 16 year old girl and her mother took her for breast implants. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. The, the thing is, and it's getting sad, but they're putting so much emphasis on on kids and so much pressure on kids, you know, not to be too fat, not, you know, you're too fat. You got to be thin. You got to be, you know, you got to have big boobs. You got to have this, you got to have that. There's enough pressure on kids to, you know, because they're, they're self-conscious to begin with. And then you, you, you throw in the fact of, Hey, you got to have a boob job. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. Just to let you, everybody know, I know I'm not a pervert. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reading to the thing of the generation that we are in now that these young women are going to grow up not, you know, wanting this type of stuff and getting it because they're seeing all their older friends get it, especially mothers like a 47-year-old woman getting four boobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom in the chat room kind of has it right, though. You know, women, women, everybody nowadays, there's, you know, people are getting fatter all the time, so there's a good way to get natural big boobs. Just, you know, munch down on some McDonald's or something. <laughs> you know? So ch- funny, yeah. Chunk it up. That's the easy way to do it. I don't know. I mean, it does beg the question, how, how bad is this surgeon? <laughs> because, I mean, she, she didn't <laughs> go <laughs> in before. <laughs> He's done the yeah. back Double vision, I mean. I... Wasn't it last week that you had a story about uh, the uh, piece of surgery uh, item still in the guy? I'm trying to remember. Or which show was that on? Yeah, that wasn't us. No. I, I, I listen to too many podcasts. It gets blurred after a while. It's just one I long podcast. About. Yeah. It's too many of them. All right, all right. Let's. Uh, I hate to say this. We're up to the last story of the night, and it, it it's a sex story. And uh, Ward gets the honor of having this story. And I and I accept that honor, Corey. <laughs> this is quite possibly one of the funniest stories I've ever seen, especially one of our last, you know, last uh, stories of the night thing. Two men face court for having sex with a goat, and the owner of the goats demands a wedding. Uh, apparently, two men are accused of having sex with a goat in central Mozambique. Mo- Mo- Anybody help me out with that word? There? Mozambique. Mozambique. Okay. All right. And they're facing criminal charges. The goat's owner is demanding uh, traditional wedding arrangements, state media said Friday. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> according to the, uh, <laughs> the website of the state broadcaster, one of the young men was naked and holding the goat's head. The other is having sex with the animal. The goat's owner said that he may file a civil suit against them. But he ex- he wants them to have a traditional wedding ceremony by paying a lobolo or a dowry. A family member told the, the radio Mozambique or whatever. 
Yeah. That is awesome. That, that is just so awesome. You know? <laughs> hey, you were fucking my goat. You got to marry her now. Can you imagine the children? Oh, oh geez. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. Uh, definitely, this should have been a Florida story. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of sad that it's not. But you know what, what was funny to me is that it was reported from uh, uh, Boston that Boston picked the story up. You know, and it says it's just from News Corp. You know, I, I guess it's like AP or whatever. But it's hilarious. Uh, I. <laughs> but what do the children look like? Yeah, they. They just have small. They have wee goat heads. <laughs> the part in the chat room saying traditional. Please define. <laughs> well, apparently they the uh, in Mozambique they as part of their wedding tradition they have to pay a dowry, mm-hmm. you know, because they were screwing the goat. He, the father of the of the family gets the dowry, right? Oh yeah. So. You know, he's saying, well, hell, you got to marry her and you got to pay me for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is the best story. I I think that what we should do, Corey, is start tagging these stories. And at the end of the year, have like a year end wrap up show of all the the craziest stories we come across. Because I don't think we've done one yet that beats this. I don't think so. I, I think this is number one on our list. Yeah, we we should really do that. I think you're right. It, we should do that. Have some kind of a thing, and then at, at the end of the year, you know, just a year-end wrap-up of all the craziest stories we ever had. I think you're right. That's a great idea. We should do, we should do that. So I'll, I'll have to go back and start looking through all the shows. And everybody out there, go back and listen to the, all the episodes since January 1st, actually, when Ben was on the show. And, you know, figure out which stories you think are the best, and we'll, we'll compile a list and we'll have to do like a best of at the end of the year. Yeah, I definitely think that because th- nothing beats this one. Oh, definitely. Not. This is number one. I, I mean, for the from the entire time that we've been doing the show, nothing beats this story. No, no, uh, we've had some weird sex shit, but not sex with a goat and a wedding, or, or demand of a wedding. <laughs> demand of it. I just, you know, it's. I don't know. I said it. I don't know. Tom in the chat room said, the only problem with having sex with a goat is the kiss afterwards. <laughs> I don't. Well, yeah, Tom's into hiking, too. So, well, <laughs> well we're going to leave that alone. <laughs> it gets lonely up there in the mountains. Apparently. Okay. I think we're done for this week's show here. Uh Goats and weddings. Uh, basically, we can't get any worse than that this week. We've 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 hit our pinnacle. And yeah. I yeah, I don't know where I don't know where to go with this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call I'm gonna call it a night before uh, Chris falls asleep on us. It's almost three a.m. over there. And I want to thank, of course, thank Ward for being here every week with us. And Ward, where can we find you online? You can always find me at maxandlife.com. Um, and just so I know, Hutch is probably listening. Uh, we are going to be firing up the, the stove again, and we're going to be doing another restaurant food fast, um, which is restaurantfoodfast.com. Um, 
and I have a, a quick challenge that I want to send out. Uh, you know, Corey usually calls somebody out for uh, to be on the show, and I don't believe in, in, in singling anybody out. So I'm going to challenge the entire listening audience to go and sign up to uh, go to the schedule on AverageJoeShow.com and sign up, you know, get on the show, bring your chops, and let's see what you got. That's all I have. Oh, come on, guys. If we're talking about goat sex and weddings. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you going to do? You can't, you, can't be, you can't go any more lowbrow than that. No. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. We poked a hole through the bottom of the barrel. That's how far down we're scraping. Seriously. Good. That should have been the first story of the night. Well, no, I'm glad it was the last no, one because no. nothing could have beat it. Then we would have been just sitting here going, oh, that, that, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, okay, that's it. <laughs> okay. And, uh, of course, Ben, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Nebben, N-E-B-B-E-N. Uh, you can also find me at uh, one of my many websites, benstechshow.com. I also have one that I... Nobody really. I haven't really announced it yet. Um, it's uh, ketuo.me. That's q e t u o dot m e, um, and uh, that's going to be my new podcast network uh, coming forward. Right, so, what, what is or, that again? Q u e what? T o. Q u e. I'm sorry. Q e t uo.me and uh, it's going to be my network it's going to launch in I believe May of uh, this year 2010 now, what, what does that actually stand for? thank you well it actually if you take a look at your keyboard and you stamp it out it is the first row of your keyboard and you just skip one and it doesn't really mean anything yet I haven't Gone through the dictionary, found out were actually words for it. So it's uh, that's the first E-T-S. row of your keyboard. Pardon? Hang on, I've got <laughs> you've got a different keyboard. If you <laughs> He's go, you the hell out of skip one, it'd be E. You skip one, it'd be T. You skip one, U. You skip one, it'd be O. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, it's gonna, you're gonna find out it's like an obscenity in some language or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that that means bite me in Swahili. I was actually thinking goat sex in Spanish, but okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't actually mean anything. I, I originally uh, bought the domain because I wanted something for my cell phone, and uh, I wanted a, a link shortening service. I'm like, oh man, that, that name looks pretty cool. I'm going to use it for my podcast network. So, yeah. So, it, so now you're oh going to freaking awesome, yeah. So I, it, it's a little geek keyboard thing, and I'm thinking the tagline's going to be. Um, I don't fucking know how to say it. For, uh, I'm thinking the the tagline for the the network is going to be removing the keyboard from your ears. I'm not quite sure. All right, that. so now somebody needs to go out and buy W R Y I P dot M E. Yeah, oh well, whatever. <laughs> I, was, I was just literally like, all right, let's see. So someone's got to do that. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be hard to tell people. Yeah, go to ketuo. Ket, whatever. Ketuo.me. Oh, go ketuo. <laughs> I don't know. Right, you'll, you'll... That sounds Japanese. I, according to Google, it really doesn't mean anything. So. Okay. All right, and Chris, where can we find you online? 
Uh, you can find me at um, chrisandphilpresent.com. And, uh, well, there you go, chrisandphilpresent.com. Check out the Or .co.uk, or uh, I think you can pretty much type Chris and Phil Present into anything, and it will... Yeah. It'll come up. I think you guys and own, like, could... like, 12 domain names or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you have... And don't don't forget to go out and vote for them guys. Yeah, definitely. AverageJoeShow.com, we have the link on the top of the show notes for this, this show. Uh, I did talk to Phil... He says the voting's open till mid-March, which is, we don't know. So make sure you go vote. Uh, yeah. And then it goes to a jury, I think, after that. So it's not all down to votes, but, you know, the more we get, you know. The better your chances. Some, yeah. So definitely, definitely go vote for them. I mean, the worst we could do is help them win. You know, if you don't vote, you know, you're an asshole. So go vote for Chris and Phil over at the link on the website, AverageJoeShow.com. And, of course, next week on the show, if uh, you didn't hear from the beginning of the show, it's going to be Barb and Hutch on the show. Barb from Tangents.com and Hutch from Berg'sEyeView.com. I want to thank Barb, who does do the uh, show notes, uh, posts the links from the show notes up every week. And this week in the show notes, I put uh, guests next week. I put, crap, Barb and Hutch were screwed. <laughs> so, so I don't know if she looked all the way down there. She's looking. She's probably looking now, though. So uh, make sure you check out the show. We're live every week, 9 p.m. Eastern time, Friday nights at AverageJoeShow.com slash live. Like Ward said, we could always use more people on the show. So sign up. Got plenty of spots open. Bring a friend with you if you want to do it together so you're not by yourself or with someone you're not familiar with. Join us on the show. Send us emails at talk at com. voicemail 813-915-6390. Love to hear from you guys, know what you like about the show. Of course, the website, AverageJoeShow.com, is where you can download this episode directly, listen live on the site, get feeds for your Zoom, your iPod, any other MP3 catcher. And of course, you can also donate on the website. And I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this week's episode, spending a little of your bandwidth with us, and until next time, have a good one. Thank you.